All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man once again, L. Jamal, coming again with another edition of Never Out of Bounce. This is the place, of course, where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. There is a lot to talk about today slash tonight, so I've decided to break it down into two segments. I'll be coming to you guys, uh, well, like I am now with the war on the street. Then later on, later on tonight after I get off work, I will be breaking down game six of the NBA Finals with the Warriors and the Raptors. I'll also be breaking down some NBA news as well and since I've missed baseball for a couple of days I will be back with y'all with some news on that some scores uh, some highlights from today slash tonight and also I'll be going over the standings for the middle of the week uh, so let's get right into it like I said with the word on the street and I'm gonna start things off with something I did bring up in my last ep episode but I do have some clarifications on that uh, there was a deal with Mexico uh, with us in Mexico with Trump uh, well with Trump the U.S. government, of course, and Mexico, uh, but it was not a it was not a trade deal like I originally stated. This was actually an immigration deal, and according to Trump, it was very long and a very good. He claims to also have a secret deal with Mexico that will go into effect at his discretion. However, Monday, on Monday, Mexico's Prime Minister Marcelo Ebrard uh, publicly 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 stated, excuse me, that a deal on immigration had not really been reached, uh, and he stood by his original statements even going uh, into Tuesday. Uh, now, according to Prime Minister Ebrard, the U.S. wanted Mexico to become a place for asylum uh, for migrants instead of uh, having them come to the U.S. So, uh, they wanted uh, the U.S. is, instead of, you know, basically the U.S. being the haven for uh, tons of Latin American um Immigrants, they want Mexico to start taking the place. Uh, the the term will be called a safe third nation. This is something that Mexico is not necessarily keen on. Uh, Mexico instead wanted 45 days to operate on its own uh, to ease the flow of migrants and then ask for an additional 45 days to come up with a joint plan with the U.S. Now, Trump also planned to place tariffs on Mexico on 5% of Mexican goods. Uh, he also wanted to increase that up to 25% by October uh, if the Mexican government did not want to, you know, even talk to them about this. Uh, but for what it's worth, now this was all according to the New York Times. Uh, now, according to Newsweek, Mexico has kind of already been doing its uh, its own thing in terms of uh, fight. Well, I, I guess you can say uh, controlling immigration. Now, over uh, now, for what it's worth, despite uh, before I get to that, though, despite all the knocks and despite the efforts uh, Trump has been uh, trying to put out there, uh, you know, at least being anti-immigration, of course, with the wall and all that, uh, since his election, over 180, actually just last year, over 180,000 illegal, illegal immigrants were apprehended by Border Patrol. So they're still getting in here. They're still finding their ways. Uh, I think there needs to be more of a clear cut, uh, well, some, some maybe uh, some some more reasonable, uh, you know, reasonable goals here in order to, you know, stop this or, or at least control it. Again, I'm not too sure why people, you know, why they're, why illegal immigration is such a problem. There should be some type of database where you can, you know, find out who's, who's, you know, a criminal who doesn't belong and so on and so forth. The fact that we don't have this together yet, uh, means to me that we wanted to kind of have this issue, but we have no problem with using these people for cheap labor and free labor in many cases and being able to kick them out, kick them out when we want to. I think they should have some type of, uh, status here. If we're going to use them, if the U.S. government use, is going to use them which they do 
So let's not act like they don't. They don't benefit off the the labor of of illegal immigrants. They just want to be able to dictate where they can and cannot go and dictate how many can come here and where they can come from. Again, this is why I'm breaking that history down to you guys in my my California, uh, sorry, my Golden State Issue series. Please check that out. I'm breaking down the history uh, of immigration. Uh, I started off in California, but really, uh, this is a a problem. Well, at least that's what the media is trying to tell you uh, throughout this nation, but uh, just just to get back on topic, uh, like I did, like I said, according to new, uh, usnews.com, Mexico has done its uh, its part uh, in controlling some immigration flow. They did agree to send National Guards to patrol uh, their borders, mostly on their own southern border. Uh, Mexico has also agreed to do uh, Mexico has also agreed to do this all the way back in March. So they've pretty much already been working uh, with the U.S. in order to stop this. It's, this is not something that just uh, came about one day after Trump decided, oh, I have a deal. this is pretty much the point the Mexicans were making. And this is what they were referring to with the prime minister saying, look, um, we really haven't come to an official agreement, but we've already been working and implementing our own uh, our own plan with some of the help that we've already gotten from the U.S. That's pretty much what he was saying. Uh, now, they also agreed to expand their Remain in Mexico initiative, uh, which keeps people that are seeking asylum in the U.S. It keeps them in Mexico until they are able to face a U.S. court. I'm not too sure what all that has to do with anything. And I'm not too sure why Mexico uh, cares if people are coming to America or uh, I guess maybe because they have to go through Mexico to get there. So. I guess that's the main deal there. Uh, but as far, like I said, as far as immigration and, and anti-immigration goes, I think there has to be somewhat of a process that can vet these people uh, and maybe lead to some citizenship. Because, again, uh, we are using these people's free labor. No matter how much we want to put the illegal immigrant tag on them, they're still being used and they're still being marginalized. And that's not right either. Uh, like I said, we're going to move on from that. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to get into another topic here the u.s and iran of course they are uh still at odds things have uh things have uh escalated in a couple weeks in the past couple weeks uh last saturday the uss abraham lincoln had arrived in the persian gulf basically to check iran amongst its recent hostilities iran has uh, recently threatened uh to target u.s forces or even commercial shipping uh shipping lines now saturday night the u.s navy fighter jets also made a flyover of the arabian sea uh just letting everybody in the vicinity know that they are there and they already they are about that action so and one thing i will tell you about the american military is it's about that action good or bad whether or not you want to you know stand by them as your boys or whatever that's not important they kick ass so um they're already out there they're letting iran know they're not playing uh trump has recently put uh sanctions on the country's biggest petrol uh, petrochemical producer uh so again it's it's getting a little bit dicey right now on saturday uh the uss lincoln was about 200 miles away from the coastline of iran uh the u.s also plans on sending 900 more ground troops to the area so like I, like I said, it is on. Uh, this is all coming from military.com. And also got a quote here from uh, Marine General Frank McKenzie. Uh, he goes on to say, we believe they're recalculating. They have to, uh, they have to, uh, 
They have to put this into account as they think about various actions that they might take. So we think this is having a very good stabilizing effect. So like I said, this is pretty much at the moment just for some show. Uh, they're trying to let Iran know, look, we're not, you know, playing around with y'all, you know, threatening us, don't threaten us. Uh, of course, uh, Iran has uh, responded back with saying they're not necessarily afraid to go to war. Uh, so uh, they are both at odds. We're going to break some more stuff down, though, with this story. There's a, there's a few more uh, aspects to break down, though. Uh, recently, the Iran government has released a prisoner, uh, a Lebanese information technology consultant and a U.S. resident by the name of Nizar Zaka. Uh, they recently released him from prison after he was arrested at an airport uh, in the capital of Tehran in September of 2015. Now, he was supposedly invited by the government uh, to a government uh, conference excuse me, on sustainable development. Uh, he would eventually be convicted of spying charges in a closed-door trial and sentenced to 10 years. So, they took this man from the airport, put him on trial, couldn't nobody see it, couldn't nobody defend him. I don't even know if he had a lawyer. They basically just said he was uh, spying on them, even though he he was sent there by or asked to be there by the government. I thought I, when I read that, I said, uh, sounds like a setup to me. Uh, so whoever was involved with inviting him, uh, I think it, uh, it was a member, uh, still a, it's, a, it's an active member of the Iranian government right now. I'm sorry I don't have her name on me, uh, but uh, she was a uh, she invited him, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, now there was a quote saying uh, she she read it would happen and all that, but I'm pretty sure uh, she would she knew uh, what the deal was and why he was being really being brought over there. He was also kept in uh, solitary confinement for a year. So imagine, like I said, you're just an average. Well, you know, you're a, you know you're a tech consultant, of course, but you're still an average human being. You're invited there by uh, by a government figure, and you're arrested right on the spot. Like I said, you're given a close door trial uh, no media nobody knew about it uh, of course and, and you had no real you probably didn't have any real defense team for you and then you're locked away in prison supposedly supposed you're supposed to be there for 10 years and then the nerve to keep you in solitary confinement these are the things uh, that that again you know I understand you know um, you know I get I get the plight you know sometimes the US looks like big bad guys when they come you know I, I was just thinking about it the other day uh, when I first read the story uh, at least about the military story and um, I was thinking about man it how just how crazy uh, would it uh, how it would be to live in in these countries in these uh, you know these Middle Eastern countries and you wake up one day and you're waking up at night or whatever or you're just chilling and and you're on your porch or something like that and you just see this big old fleet coming in there or they're just off in the distance just sailing by or you see just you know four or five you know fighter jets just fighting over you and you're like wow you know and they're just taking up and then I put myself in this guy's shoes here like man imagine just being taken off the airport after you've been invited by the government so uh there are no there are no real good guys I mean I mean there's good guys but uh everything is uh gray and not every you know both these both these sides, whether it be U.S. and Iran, have their have their faults and have their holes. Uh, now, the Trump administration has demanded that Iran stop taking hostages in order to open up uh, new negotiations negotiations with them. And uh, this might be a step into doing that. Uh, there's no guarantee uh, that Iran starts doing this. And he is not the only one uh, that they have in custody. Uh, well, 
that they had in custody. Uh, they have multiple others from uh, Iranian descent that might be residents from a different country. I think they even have a couple U.S. nationals as well. So uh, this is a big issue, uh, just taking captives, taking hostages in general and holding them in prison. I, I can imagine that being uh, rough as well. So neither side is, is really uh, above reproach, really even at this stage in the game so you just kind of just got to take it as you as you as you go um i don't have a dog in this fight that's, that's all i'm saying i'm just here to report for as far as this goes i'm here to report this that's that's all i can say and uh, we're gonna break down one more fact uh facet of the story uh this is coming from uh blueberg uh now the u.s is contemplating even uh, is contemplating adding even more sanctions to iran uh they're gonna they're gonna target iran's special trade and finance institute Institute, uh, which is basically a part of its central bank. Uh, it was set up to initiate trade with Europe. So now uh, Europe will be possibly thrown into the fray because if they're still conducting business uh, with uh with Iran, excuse me, or trade with Iran, uh, the U.S. Trump, uh, more notably, and his staff will probably want to hit them with some type of sanctions or maybe tariffs as well. Uh, so that already, remember, I already talked about a potential trade war with the EU and the U.S. brewing. Uh, this might be another catalyst within that or something that could uh, exacerbate that. Now, the U.S. government is claiming that Iran uh, is not doing its job in preventing money laundering and also terrorism funding uh, there's no way that i can prove that off off at this point in time uh but i am planning to i'm i'm looking into that as we speak just to kind of fact check that but that is the claim uh there is definitely a um there is a definite terrorist hotbed within that region uh to say that it's coming strictly from iran or it's being funded by iran and iran is some way uh, or some uh, part of Iran's government is not necessarily out uh, of out of line to say that, but at the same time, uh, before I say that with conviction, I'm gonna have I rather have some names and some actual examples for you guys. So uh, this I'm going to say this is a claim by the U.S. government for now. Uh, Europe again, like I said, is being forced to scale back its trade uh, currently with Iran because of course they don't want to be putting putting the crosshairs at the moment. Uh, they're not doing a lot of these, a lot of the European countries aren't really doing that great economically uh, as we speak now. Anybody outside of Britain, uh, even France is getting hit a little bit as well. Uh, so this trade, I mean, again, uh, they're gonna, the U S is almost trying to even eliminate humanitarian trade, uh, with Iran. That's how, uh, serious this issue is and again like i said uh whoever is trying to get involved with that they could possibly face some sanctions and some or and or some tariffs as well so uh look out for that and again this is another thing that could push another divide between us and europe as well uh again like i said uh this this is not going to end soon i'm not too sure if there's going to be a silver lining now that we have europe involved uh, because of course like i said they've taken their side uh with their uh i think it's called in uh intex as far as their trading mechanism uh with iran works i believe that's what you call that in in text or in something like that uh there again that might it over over the course of a couple months that might be shut down and iran will be in even more of a situation because again they don't they even have less trading partners but again they have massive uh you know natural resources just nobody trade them with and nobody to gain income from that's 
what's slowly starting to happen. That's what the U.S. is trying to do based on what it uh, believes is going on in that country right now. Again, uh, there's no uh, evidence. At least I haven't found any yet. I will be keeping you guys posted because, again, uh, just like the, with this Russian thing that I uh, that I keep finding more news on and more information on, uh, this is going to be developing uh, almost daily weekly uh so again i'm gonna wrap this up for now again i'll be back to i'll be back later on tonight after i get off work uh probably i'll try to put this out about 10 30 at the earliest maybe 11 11 30 at the latest i'm gonna try to get yeah get back to you guys tonight uh give you like i said give you guys an update on uh, the nba finals game six uh which is coming on and we also gonna go over some baseball as well like i said the scores highlights uh we're gonna over the, gonna go over the standings as well uh i also uh have some future uh some future news to talk about uh my next official episode i will be going over a story that's brewing uh between us and the russians uh the russians have been reaching out to us to sign some sort of an armistice in terms of nuclear weapons and we have not been responding we're going to dig deep into that i might even be, be able to give you guys an update on going uh, uh, update on what's going on between us and iran uh maybe even some more uh maybe even just some information uh possible information about uh, Iran into that uh, uh, maybe some more info uh, digging into how Iran possibly is helping these terrorists or being uh, a terrorist haven themselves and eventually like I said I do have that artist uh, that artist profile of Sade that I'm working on as well I'm gonna be breaking down that discography all that and pretty much how her music uh, impacted not just not just uh, the world and all that, but me, a personal uh, listener as well. So I'll be back, uh, like I said, later on tonight, uh, y'all. So until then, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I holla back. All right now.